Whether it's basketball or football, benching Jalen's in Houston is a theme. How can we get around Jalen Petrie being benched? A new role for DP Damian Pierce. And Jimmy Ward is done for the season, but Houston brings home a familiar face. You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, 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 welcome to this Wednesday's episode of the Locked On Texans podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you to our first-time listeners and viewers out there. If this is your first time, be sure to subscribe, like, and comment on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts. To all of our returning listeners, lending your ear for another episode as Cody and I talk Texans. Thank you for coming back. I'm your Texas football analyst, John, some sports guy, Hickman. Of course, as always, on the other side of the screen, my man, Sports Illustrator's own credential media member for the city of Houston, the city hmm. of uh, Rockets, Texans. And if you want, uh, Saber Cats, the, the rugby team. Um, do you do anybody? U of H at one point? Yeah, TSU we back did. in the day. We, we did. We did. HBCU at one time. Yeah, we did. Right. We did it all, man. We did it all here in the city. If you say HBU, we did. We did do HBU. Got credential there. But we are here to talk Texas, right? We're looking at Jimmy Ward. He's out for the season. Kareem Jackson is back here in Houston. So we'll talk about that. The new role for Damian Pierce on special teams and Jalen Petrie being benched. This Sunday, uh, it's been rough for Jalen Petrie, so we'll talk about that. But today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On NFL for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Now, Cody, as we already alluded to, mm. Jimmy Ward is done for the season. Houston mm. has brought back Kareem Jackson. Kareem Jackson. Has two interceptions on a year. He also has uh, six games of suspensions oh. under his belt for uh, some of these hits he's been playing. I mean, he's been laying in the NFL. Uh, he's been playing a lot of 2002 ball hmm. in a safety position. But he's a familiar face for the Houston Texans. As we know, he started his season, his career, excuse me, with the Texans uh, back in the 2010s. Um, and we're looking at Jimmy Ward. And I, I think that before we talk about Jimmy Ward, and I pass it off to you, Cody, when I look at Kareem Jackson here, he's going to be a support system for the guy we're going to close off the show for, mm-hmm. and that's Jalen Petrie, mm-hmm. right? I think that he's a guy that understands the type of defense that D'Amico Ryan wants. He's going to be a safety valve for this defense. I don't know if – Houston will play him a lot of snaps. And I'm not also sure that he won't take away from Petrie's snaps at a time. Because remember, the Texans did sign Adrian Amos. So in terms of snaps and who he's going to fill in for, we can all assume Jimmy Ward. But again, with the benching of Jalen Petrie, I'm not sure how much trust they have in him as of right now, especially back deep uh, in coverage right now. He's been struggling all year. Uh, I thought that he had a very good game two games ago against the Tennessee Titans where he made a couple of pass breakups. But the Sunday's matchup versus the 
Cleveland Browns. That wasn't a good outing. Wasn't a good outing for Jimmy Ward as well. Hmm. Um, and so I think that bringing in Kareem, it's a corresponding move to Jimmy Ward going down for the season. It's a corresponding move for benching Jalen Petrie. I want to say mm-hmm. so bad, but benching Jalen Petrie. It's a corresponding move to give this team some depth at that position. But I also do want to look at the possibility of, and of course I'm moving ahead and looking in the future, just how impactful Kareem Jackson can be for Jalen Petrie. Because mm-hmm. when Jackson first got into the league, he had some of the same issues in terms of coverage, in terms of you know whether or not he can be trusted back deep as a safety. And we saw Kareem Jackson really come to his own when he started to play some of this down-the-box safety nickel style of football uh, for that position coming out of Alabama. And so I think that regardless of what we saw from Jimmy Ward, you know, um, has, a, has an interception this year. I think he has two forced fumbles, has a, you know, a, a bevy of tackles. I'm not sure how much of a – mentor he could have been to Jalen Petrie and Cody you 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 know more about it than I do you're in the locker room all the time so I'm not sure that if he was a guy that was hey listen you know taking under the wing type of deal maybe I can't vouch for it but I do see Kareem Jackson as a better mentor for Jalen Petrie because of similar play styles similar early issues as we're seeing in year two for Jalen Petrie Kareem Jackson has some of these issues when he was first in the NFL. And he cleaned it up and got better, which is why he has a 13-year career. Hmm. And, I, and I think that's more of a relate – he could be more relatable to Petrie at this point of his career and kind of give him some game on what helped me become a better player in the NFL. I might be looking at this a little bit too much, and I'm not going to lie. Maybe it's because um, Kareem Jackson was one of my favorite players from back in the day. Um, by the way, he was also teammates with Coach D'Amico Ryan, so I cannot wait to see what he has to say, hopefully later on today or tomorrow, uh, what he has to say in terms of reunited with D'Amico, but this time with D'Amico being your head coach. That's crazy. <laughs> D'Amico – and Domingo still looks like he can play football, right? I mean, of exactly. course, maybe like a few months of, you know, training and maybe bulking up a little bit. But for your teammate to now mm-hmm. be your, your 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 head coach and you know mm-hmm. back in the city of Houston, the full circle deal, um, that's crazy. I, I I do love that type of stories, man. But but I will say this: I think Jackson is definitely going to get a lot of snaps. Why? Because Texans. Believe it or not, they are still in the in the in the race of they're still in the playoff race. Understand that the playoffs started today. They will be on the outside looking in. Um, as of right now, the Jags are leading the division. I think Indy, because they have that tiebreaker over the Texans, they are they will take that final seventh wild card spot, which means the Texans will miss it by literally a thin margin. However, John, they need to win out these last two games in order to make the playoffs. And one of the things that they're definitely going to have to do is improve that defensive backfield. Because the one thing that I always gave Jimmy Ward credit for is when he was in the game, there not too many opposing teams had an opportunity to create those big time passing yard plays against the Houston Texans. However, every time Jimmy Ward went out, we saw the Texans struggle in that position. We saw it in the game. What game was that? Um, a few weeks ago when Jimmy Ward was out and they had, oh, Jacksonville. 
Jacksonville had an opportunity to record, I think it was like three or four plays where Trevor Lawrence completed passes over 30 yards. And we definitely saw what took place Sunday against the Cleveland Browns. Career day for Amari Cooper. No, don't, 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 don't. I'm, I'm starting to feel better. Don't, don't. By the don't, way, don't, don't make that up again. I, I'm sorry, but since we're on the subject of the, of the secondary, and I, and I, and I gotta say this, mm-hmm. that was the worst performance I've seen out of Stephen Nelson in a Texans jersey. Well, give us some slack because he was dealing with, I think, a foot injury early on in the, and, in the, and in the I game. Think, you know, I think early on in the game he probably should have been pulled, which is why you, you look that at Houston true. moving on from Shaq Griffin. We mm. saw the Twitter blow up, and I can confirm mm. some of that. You know, special teams things, and he was playing good. At the, was it the best corner? No, but he was more reliable than D'Angelo Ross. So I don't know why mm-hmm. he was lined up one on one with Mark Cooper. Sorry for going on this rant, but I thought maybe early on we talked about Case Keenum getting pulled. Stephen Nelson was playing lethargic. That third and one, I think it was a play action to Mark Cooper where he, you know, faked out and, and routed him back up inside. I didn't see a jam out of him. I didn't see anything physical at the line. I didn't see any of that. And then you look at the pass of Mark Cooper over the top. Mm. You know, Jimmy Ward got beat, but I'm like, Stephen Nelson, you're right there. And nothing. So we talk about secondary help. This team needs secondary help. And yep. the, the premature move to move on from Shaq Griffin due to whatever uh, you know issue he had with Frank Ross where Twitter was on fire the other night. That could have came, and I think it did, come back to buy Houston in the butt. Hmm. Remember, I said I did not like that move only because you don't know how these injury situations are going to play out. Now, granted, I said that using Darius Stingley Jr. as the primary example. However, here we are a couple weeks later, and it's actually Steven Nelson who's battling with a foot injury. But at the same time, to go back to my original point, I think Kareem Jackson is definitely going to get a lot of snaps because at the end of the day, he is still a vital veteran that can boost your secondary, especially what the Houston Texans are struggling, struggling with. And since you talked about a lot of Kareem Jackson, man, I just want to highlight Jimmy Ward really quick, man, because I'm not going to lie to you, John, listeners and viewers. I've been very disappointed by the production or lack thereof that we've been getting out of Jimmy Ward. Now, granted, when he's healthy, I consider him one of the Texans top defensive players. However, the thing is, he was never really healthy and to see him go down with another injury a quad injury that's going to put him on injured reserve which means unless the texans make what the alc championship game his season is likely done so i don't want to call jimmy ward a disappointment however on a one-year deal i would say i think it would be in the texans best interest to explore the market to see mm-hmm. what they can do to replace war services because not only did he have to deal with a lot of injuries, I did not like the pairing between him and Jalen Petrie throughout this whole entire season. That was one of the big things that I thought we were definitely going to get in terms of what Jimmy Ward can bring to this team. I get it. It's unfortunate. You know me, I give a lot of passes, especially for injuries, but the fact that this has been a constant theme over and over and over again. As a matter of fact, the last two games, he didn't even finish because the game against Tennessee, he went out with the concussion. Then he he comes back. It's like, okay, Jimmy Ward is back. And within the first two defensive drives, he gets hurt. He gets hurt again. He's out due to a quad injury. And now, like I mentioned, unless they make the AFC championship game, which nine times out of ten probably would not happen, 
Um, his season is done. Yeah. Uh, Ward has missed games this year. He's been out with a concussion, as you mentioned. Mm -hmm. um, hip injury, hamstring Damn, injury, shoulder injury. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm going to go ahead and say that I believe that this is the last time Jimmy Ward should be in a Texans jersey. Mm. Um, and is it disappointing? Yes, it is, simply because what we thought we were going to get. And at times we saw flashes, like mm -hmm. we, you know, but it was never, it was never for four quarters or it was never for a stretch of games or, you know, of half of a season, a quarter of a season. The injury bug really not only hurt Houston, but it very, very, you know, sorry, it did hurt Jimmy Ward. And, and I think that at this point in his stage of his career, his injury history and his age, it makes no sense for Houston to bring him back. Um, and I think that, again, I would trust for the next two games, Kareem Jackson more um, than maybe Jalen Petrie and Jimmy Ward because you just don't know what you're going to get with those guys based off the season we've had. Sending my mom to go see Cedric the Entertainer. That was a Christmas gift of mine. She loved Cedric the Entertainer from way back in the day. Y'all remember uh, from Kings of Comedy, one of the greatest stand-ups we've seen in our lifetime. She's always loved Cedric the Entertainer. Where did I get my tickets? I got it from Game Time. Did I worry? I did not. Was it fast? Yes, it was. Did I get a killer last-minute deal? Yes, I did. And not only with those killer last-minute deals, you got the all-in prices. You got the views from your seat option. You also have the best price guarantee. Listen, Game Time takes the guesswork completely out of buying tickets. Uh, they also have these zone deals where you pick a section and Game Time picks the seats for an average of 18% savings. And with the Game Time guarantee, that means you'll get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On NFL for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Welcome back in, ladies and gentlemen, to this Wednesday installment of Locked On Texans. I'm glad to say I am feeling better. However, I hope there's another guy in the city of Houston that's feeling better. Later on today, we will get an opportunity to see if CJ Stroud has clear concussion protocol, which means he will return to practice today. Until you're here with this Wednesday installment, man, we got to touch on it really quick. Uh, Damian Pierce, it seems like the Texans actually found a new role for him for those of you guys who missed it in Sunday's loss against the Cleveland Browns, he gave the Texans arguably, if not their only highlight of the game with a 98 yard kick return. And I'm not going to lie. It was a surprising to see DP back there. And I'm hoping that this wasn't just a one-time thing. Um, Coach D'Amico Ryan's did say on Sunday after the game that this was something that they have been experimenting with over the last couple of weeks. But leading up to the game against Cleveland, they really started, um, you know, practicing a little bit more and a little bit more. And now we saw the results of it. I think Damian Pierce finished that game uh, with, like, I think with, like, 160 yards in, in kick return somewhere along those lines. Of course, he gave this team their second kick return touchdown of the season. And, John, if this is Damian Pierce's new role, I'm all for it. Why? Because it all has to go back to his run scheme. 
his ability, his attribute of how he liked to run the football. You always talk about how there are too many moments where he tried to create the contact. I think his run scheme is very beneficial to give this team a boost in the special team unit. Now, just think about it, John, listeners and viewers. Let's just think of a pretty healthy Texans team on the offensive side of the ball with C.J. Stroud. You already know that's a good, what, about 20 to 21 points per game. Now, if you give Damian Pierce the ability to return kicks, even if he doesn't score, we saw on Sunday he would definitely put you in great field position. I like it, and I think this is going to be a fresh start for our guy DP. Yeah, I love it for him, and I love that Houston found a way to get him on the field. Hmm. Uh, And, you know, this is what Damian Pierce said. This offense is requiring a version of me that I haven't attained yet. So I think that when we look at the difference between rookie year and this year, the system has not necessarily – well, it hasn't been in the favor of Damian Pierce – and Damian Pierce's running style hasn't been in favor of the system. But he is a guy that I've come on the show multiple times and I've said, well, running the ball right now isn't the best for Damian Pierce. But I would love to see him maybe get some more passing opportunities because I do believe still once he makes it to the second level, he's very hard to bring down. Then you see you, you see his running style kick in. So it goes back mm-hmm. early in the year where he caught that screen pass and he was able to get to the second level. And I think that was maybe until Sunday, his biggest play of the year was about maybe 30 to 40 yards on, on the screen on, on the screen pass. And so I like that. First of all, I like that we're not seeing Robert Woods back there. Mm. I, I, I like that there is an opportunity in a role creative form because he still has some talent, right? A lot of people think that we're just completely off the Damian Pierce train. No, we're not. We're off the forcing something when it's not working train. Damian Pierce hasn't been working as the lead back for Houston. Damian Pierce has not been working as the relief back for Houston. But he's still on the roster, and he's still a guy that can make some moves once he's in space. And so you go back to that 98-yard TD uh, from a return game, on Sunday, and he hasn't returned kicks since high school, which is crazy. <laughs> and so, shout out to DP. But that's just a coaching staff figuring out a way to get a young man involved. That's also a coaching staff figuring out a way to get a young man some more confidence back while he's on the field. Because I don't believe he was as confident as we saw him be last year, this year, oh, no. due to due to uh, his productivity or lack thereof. Uh, so overall, I'm looking at Damian Pierce returning kicks as a new role that I, I, I like. Uh, maybe this has been something should have been something that he should have gotten more opportunity for earlier this year in terms of punt returns and kick returns. But Cody, to your point, we'll see how impactful because I'm not expecting for him to return kicks to, to the house the next two games, right? Mm. You, that, that, yeah, it rarely might. happens. He it might. might. But everybody ain't Devin Hester. Well, mm. Everybody ain't, ain't, ain't Cordell Patterson. Everybody ain't uh, my man from the Browns, Josh Cribs. Everybody ain't that. But what I do like is shortening the field for an offense that even mm-hmm. with C.J. Stroud has been struggling. So 
let's say some of these kick returns instead of 25 yards and he just waves it out and that's where Houston starts. Let's say Damian Pierce can, you know, pick up and get it to the 35, right, maybe the 40. Right, well, I know there's a lot of possibilities. We could say the other, you know, we, we could say whatever number line, yard line, but can he help this offense in a way that he hasn't been able to help this offense all year? And that's field position. And if you can do that, if you can shorten that field, now you're looking at Houston having an opportunity to come away with at least maybe three. You, you want seven, but maybe three because they're able to kick the field goal, field goal with Kyrie Fairbairn back. So that's huge, and and I do like that move, man. And shout out to the coaching staff for not giving up on Damian Pierce. Shout out to their coaching staff for being taking the initiative to find a way to get him on the field in a way that can be impactful. So you know, I talked about the beef between Shaq Griffin and Frank Ross, which came out on Sunday, uh, and I think was that was that was that Brown Chubby Bear was that V that tweeted about Shaq Griffin. No, got I, need, the exchange I, I can't remember who it was, but somebody from Texas Twitter got the exchange going. So shout out to them. But whatever Frank Ross did with Shaq Griffin, he did the opposite with Damian Pierce. Mm. Found a way to get a player out on that field. And Damian Pierce committed to it, 98 yards. And that was the first time I've seen him happy all year. So mm. to see that excitement, to see that love from the sideline was phenomenal. Price Picks is the daily fantasy sports platform in North America. They are the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. It's just you against the numbers. You're not battling thousands of other players. You're not battling pros. You're not battling sharks. It's just you versus the numbers. You pick the more than, less than on two to six player stat projections and watch the winnings roll in. Do you believe Christian McCaffrey is going to get more than 75 rushing yards or is Patrick Mahomes going to throw for more than two passing TDs? You picked a more than or a less than on that. Do you want to play alongside some of prize picks, favorite players like rapper Meek Mill, Meek Millie or comedian Andrew Schultz? You can now find community plays under the promo tab of the app to view entries from some of the biggest names in the prospects community each week. Prospects even offers a reboot policy, though, so that if your entries stay in play, even if one of your players get injured, they actually helped me out the other day with, with, with Jimmy Butler. So shout out to prospects because I want some money because of that. For football and basketball games, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return in the second half, that player is rebooted. Prospects is the only daily fantasy platform with an injury insurance policy you cannot go wrong with that go to prospects.com slash locked on nfl or download the app to your phone use promo code locked on nfl for a first deposit match up to 100 welcome back ladies and gentlemen before we close out today's show went to the rockers mm. game tuesday night Mm. Didn't see Jalen Green in the entire fourth quarter. For like a, a third fact, was, straight game, I think. Yeah, I think he was taking out the five-minute mark in the third quarter. Yep. And didn't see him after that. Sunday, Jaden Petrie, he was benched. So Houston has a benching problem with their Jalen's, or Jalen's in Houston have a benching problem mm. with their franchises. Jalen Petrie being benched, Cody, what are your thoughts? I'm stunned, you know, and Costa Mico Ryans was asked about it Sunday and he said 
He wanted to give other players new opportunities. I call BS on that because I'm like, you are literally in the midst of a playoff push. Jimmy Ward is out. Other top defensive players are out. You you dealt with several injuries throughout this whole entire season. Um, and once again, I know I've been saying this is this is entire week, but you know the first two defensive series you lost. Jimmy Ward, Jonathan Gennard, and Steven Nelson, even though Steven Nelson came back, John, to your point, I want to give him a pass due to the foot injury that he was battling with, but he was not looking like himself. I don't understand how you look at all of that and say, you know what? I want to take out, and I hate to say this now, but one of my up-and-coming best offensive young players to give other people a new opportunity. I call BS on that, man. And well, look, I understand it. I get it. And you guys know I've always been a pretty big fan of Jalen Petrie and Jalen Green. And, you know, I'm, I'm going to miss Jalen Green because the trade deadline coming up in a couple weeks. And I won't be surprised if he won't be here no more. But that's another story, another show for another topic. Please go out. Please be sure to check out our colleague uh, Jackson Gatlin over at Locked on Rockets for that information. But, um, you know, to go back to Jalen Petrie, man, this this whole entire 2000 and, and and 23 season has been disappointing. You know, this was a guy. This was a guy. When you go back and you take a look at how bad last year was, he was by far what top five player on that team. And we thought without a shadow of a doubt that pro bowls was in his future. All pros were in his future. And I, I think the number one thing that's most disappointing is I had a lot of hope and expectation that he was definitely going to take at least that Pro Bowl step under Coach D'Amico Ryans, and he has looked like a shell of what we saw throughout his rookie year. Um, I, I kind of think it's similar to what we saw out of Damian Pierce this whole entire season to where he's just struggling to get adjusted to a new scheme. And hopefully that's the case. Hopefully, you know, after you go through a whole entire offseason of watching film, you know you're going to have the same coach, same defensive coordinator, same system, and all that other stuff. You can work on what you need to work on, and hopefully we get a better version of Jalen Petrie in 2024, man. But I'm not buying the fact that you wanted to give other people new opportunity, and yet you still have something to play for, meaningful football, at the end of December. Really quick, was Jalen dealing with an offseason injury coming into this year? I don't remember, to be honest with you. I, I don't know, but he hasn't looked right all year. Like, he hasn't – his burst hasn't been there. Uh, his leaping ability hasn't been there. So, Jalen mm. has been looking off all year. Going back to – he had, like, five or six interceptions last year. I don't think he year, had he not had one five, this year. He has none this year. Even at training camp at times, I was looking. I was like, okay, well, he looks good, but he's not looking as – Fast. He's not looking mm -hmm. as athletic as he looked in his rookie year. But I think I'm only going to call BS on that because just say what it is. Mm -hmm. You want to give other guys opportunities because the guy that you have playing out there right now ain't playing worth the doubt on. Mm -hmm. Um and I think that's I think that's it. I, I, I think that's it. Uh Jalen hasn't been cutting it. He cut it, he was cutting it in that Tennessee game, but that was his best game of the season. And probably the, the only season. game where you could say, man, we got some good play from Jalen. Maybe one more, but it ain't been more than two. Right, and even in that game, he had to, you know, recover on that pass to DeAndre Hopkins with 40 true. yards. He knocked that out uh, at the last second, right? So, but that was his best game. 
I, I just think, you know, I think, say what it is. And I know that sometimes you cannot, but giving guys other opportunity, giving, giving other guys the opportunity to me comes off as I got to get somebody in here that can do what I need from them to do because the starter right now is not getting it done. Hmm. And that's plain and simple. And we're all, we all got eyes. We're all watching. Some of us got four hmm. of them, just like Cody hmm. and myself. We're watching. And Petrie has been getting beat this year. Petrie has his ball skills hasn't been there. Petrie's he's still struggling with you know some of these missed tackles. Uh, unless he's around the line of scrimmage, playing in that box safety, uh, he hasn't looked the best. Even at that little box safety you know position at that role, he hasn't looked the best and or the greatest all, all this year. So. I think for D'Amico, he's just looking, and him and Matt Burke are probably saying to themselves, we got to find somebody. We got to get somebody in there right now that can help stop this. Now, it didn't happen because, I mean, Ben's Jalen Petrie, but you had Ross on on uh, Mark mm-hmm. Cooper for one-on-one coverage. But the grand scheme of this season is Jalen Petrie has been a liability in coverage. Mm. And even with Kareem Jackson coming in and with Jimmy Ward going out, and now you still got Jalen Petrie and Adrian Amos and uh, Houston Carson. I still look at this secondary for Houston as a liability. And am I worried about it too much against the Tennessee Titans? Maybe not so much. But Ryan Tannehill is back, and we can take that with a grain of salt. But I still believe the game, the season is going to come down to the last game of the year against the Indianapolis Colts. And we saw Gardner Minshew. We saw Desmond Ritter. We saw uh, we saw uh, Lawrence uh, Trevor Lawrence. We just saw Joe Flacco. We saw some average, below average, mediocre quarterbacks torch this secondary. Gardner Minshew was one of them, and that was when their secondary was playing a little bit better because it was healthier. So now. I don't know how much trust the coaching staff. I know I don't. Cody, I don't know about yourself. How much trust do we have in this secondary? And I think when it comes down to the last game of the season, they're going to need a masterclass performance Hmm. from their front seven to create as much pressure as possible. Because outside of Derek Stingley, I don't know what's going on with Steven Nelson. Shaq Griffin is gone. You still have Desmond King, who's been playing well. But there isn't too many guys in this secondary that I trust to make plays consistently through four quarters. Thank you guys for listening to today's episode. Be sure to subscribe, like, and comment on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast. Follow us on Twitter at LockedOnTexans and follow me on Twitter at John underscore Hickman 12. And as always, I'm your host, Cody M. Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, it's Cody, C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, peace.